Hello, friends, and welcome to Wednesday Night Dinner. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Wednesday Night Dinner, the Catholic Terps podcast. I am Sarah Hall. And I'm Chandler Sheetsley. And we are here with Marie. Marie. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) We planned that out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But yeah, before we get into the uh, content of the episode, we're going to start out with the typical Hilo God moments. And Marie, would you like to go first? Oh, absolutely. So I'll start off with my high. So something Ooh. that you guys might know about me, but maybe everyone else here doesn't, is that I really love food, <laughs> and I experience the love of the Father through food. So over this weekend, I was on a retreat of sorts, and I had cheesecake and chocolate cake oh. in the span of 24 hours. And this chocolate, oh well, cheesecake gosh. is my all-time favorite dessert, which is just yes, obvious. I mean... This cheesecake wasn't Oreo, and it wasn't from the Cheesecake Factory, so I settled a little bit, but still very good. <laughs> However, the chocolate cake was probably one of the most delicious chocolate cakes I've ever had in my entire life. No I could spend way. this entire episode describing how silky the icing was, but I'm not going to do that. So anyways, that was my high. <laughs> Praise God. It was great. My low, So my low and God moment are kind of related, so those I'll talk about together. Mm-hmm. So my low, I had this just unexpected conversation with a stranger that was super super good but was also just incredibly heavy and just left me feeling super overwhelmed and I got to talk to a priest about it and it just was such a great conversation with this priest because I think I am like a recovering perfectionist I like to say and I really don't (laughs) like when I can see my own weakness or when Mm -hmm. I feel like I didn't handle things perfectly or something so I was just finding myself in that total place of, oh, like, did I do something wrong? Did I mess it up? And just all these, like, questions. And he led me to, I wrote it down. It was Psalm 22, verse 25. And Psalm 22 is the one where it's like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In this verse 25, I'll read it out. It says, for he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. And he was basically pointing me to this line, explaining how much God is not inhibited by weakness. And that my weakness and my affliction and my poverty that I see myself as a barrier is not a barrier to me receiving the love of the Father, but just a place in which I can be loved. And it just gave me such a beautiful reflection to go into even prayer this morning and other things Mm -hmm. to have something there to sit with of how my weakness is not this barrier, even though I so often make it that. So, yeah. Mm. That's so cool. Marie, (laughs) that's so good. (laughs) Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. That's our that's our tidbit this week. Um, your weakness is not your barrier. Mm. Oh yeah, we we've started tidbits of like something that's said that we're like, oh yes, yeah. So your weakness is not your barrier. Yeah, it's a place for grace. That's, that's I amazing. love that. Thank you for that, Marie. I I needed to hear that this morning. So. I, <laughs> <laughs> that was me too. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Chandler, how about you do your Hilo God moments? Yes. Uh, and I will bring it back to the OG way of doing this, starting Ooh. off with my low. <laughs> Classic. Um, yeah. So this week we have, um, okay, background context, really fast. Uh, I'm an aerospace engineering major. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a senior now. This is my last semester. We have a class called um, Senior Capstone, which is a big project that we have. Uh, we've been working on a new design, essentially, for that capstone. 
and uh, we have a four-hour presentation on it this Thursday, um, and it's a very big chunk of our grade. Uh, and so I am high stress about it. Uh, and I've been working hard for like a week and a half on this presentation. Oh my gosh. Oh my it's like I said, it's four hours long. You're just talking for four hours. Yes. Each person, we, we have a 10 person team, which normally you have more. How do you even coordinate group meetings with that? It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, it's, it's a big challenge, but, uh, like each, per, each person is going to be talking for like probably 15 to 20 minutes and during the presentation um, mm -hmm. about, and you, you have to know your specialties, right? And so like 15, 20 minutes, like 15 slides. Wow. So you have to ah, write, coordinate, ah. write, and, and like do all these 15 some slides. And so, yeah, it's, it's just a lot. Um, so it's got me high stress and um, yeah, I'm trying to, to work through it. Um, but my high is that we did a practice run of that presentation on Sunday night didn't get back to my room until maybe 11 p.m. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I got back and I had two assignments due Monday morning, uh, one at 10 a.m., one at uh, 2 p.m. So one, 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 two, two assignments due Monday. Um, and I had not started either of them. But my high is that I was able to get up in the morning, finish both assignments, not just on time, early wow. and i turned them in early um yeah it, it was just like it was just like i finish it and i like look at the time and i'm like wow well i finished that so good that was so early and it was productive and i submitted it and then i like started working on the next one and i finished it so early i had time to go take senior headshots oh wow um, yeah and relax and Those have it just a relaxing lunch before class. Nice. And like I submitted it. Yeah, it was it was great. It was yeah. And so what did you like, have for lunch? I had uh, <laughs> pasta. I had some oh, stuffed oh, pasta. That, that sounds so bad. Yeah. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, it was just a, it was a good overall day. Um, and then my God moment. Um, okay, so this week I've been like praying and figuring out what I want to give up for Lent. Hmm. Um, and I went to spiritual direction on Wednesday. Um, and I kind of lowballed it, I'll be honest. I, I was telling my spiritual director, um, I want to give up music two times a week. And he said to me, hey, you should give up music the entire Lent. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh. And then after sitting and praying about it a little bit, I was like, yeah, I got to do it. Mm. So I am giving up uh, listening to music all of Lent. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a lot, but I think it's going to be a good silent Lent. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll get back to that. We'll get back cool. to that. We'll get back <laughs> to the concept of music later. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. What about you, Sarah? Ooh, okay. Um, my low. Ooh. My low is that um, I think these last, like, two weeks, this has been a really busy semester, um, which is, like, that's not, like, a major problem. Um, I like being busy, and I like doing things and, like, being around people. Um, but these last two weeks, specifically, I've just been kind of one of those times where um, even in the times where I'm trying to intentionally rest, I never feel like I'm, like, actually resting. Um, and that's just kind of resulted um, in a lot of just like frustration and stress and um, 
discouragement just because I think like, I don't know, all of that is like culminating together and I'm like doing the whole thing that people do. And at least I do. Um, where like I let my own will kind of like get in the way of God's and all, all of the above such things. Um, and so, yeah, yesterday I was, I was really feeling that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I slept last night and I woke up this morning and I'm feeling significantly better. Um, mm-hmm. which I think was a need. Um, it's <laughs> like Job the bible <laughs> just just eat something and um sleep a little bit and he's like okay everything's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much um then my high um my high is just probably this like past weekend um i just like i got to spend a lot of time with my family um went home to frederick twice wow. um and then spent like a lot of time with just like friends and like people who I really love, um, which was just, yeah, it was just great. Um, so many like fun little moments that I just like had the opportunity to like take a step back from and just, uh, appreciate and thank the Lord for, because, mm. um, yeah, all of it, uh, kind of leads into my God moment, but, um, I've just been having a lot of little moments like that where I like step back, step back in gratitude. Um, just because a lot of this year for me, I'm realizing, um, has been like this pattern of kind of redemption in Mm -hmm. things, um, of just like, yeah, like the Lord is like always like blessing us and like giving us gifts, but like the way in which he's been giving me gifts has been like entering into like places and situations and like relationships that like, like hurt and brokenness, um, like Mm. have been in before and like redeeming those back Mm. to like goodness, um, in like my heart and in my like mind kind of thing. That's Um, insane. That's (laughs) so good, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it's been, it's been really good. The Lord has been loving me really well this semester, um, in that, which has just been Mm. awesome. Amen. You can tell how just, how just much, you've been like English, uh, how much you've been like affected by that. Just the way you said, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. I could just see it of like, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> God is good. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my God moment for the week. And now I think we can get into, I think we can get into the episode. Oh my God. Woo. So what Marie, this episode's about? Marie, we're going to be talking about music. What? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> good one. Good one. Thanks, guys. Uh, Planned that one, too. <laughs> um, Shocker. So, Marie, you are involved in music ministry. Um, give us a quick rundown of what music ministry is. Yeah. Okay, so music ministry, in essence, is exactly what it sounds like. It's a ministry, <laughs> so it's a service of God and his church, Jesus and his church, through music. And I think music is a really special thing to have as a part of our liturgies, as a part of praise outside of liturgy, maybe in a more casual setting. But so music ministry here looks like music during our masses. And then we have Kenosis, which is a praise and worship night we host every other week-ish with, you know, some, (laughs) some changes in that. But Essentially, yeah, we have praise and worship nights where we have the Blessed Sacrament exposed sometimes or not. 
and we just sing and offer praise through our music and then we have masses where we sing i'm sure many of you have been to mass and have heard music instruments <laughs> and voices all praising the lord so that's what music ministry is that's so cool sweet um, yeah go ahead oh yeah so um <laughs> i wanted to ask like like how did you get involved in in music ministry like what brought you there and and why do you stay yeah so that's a good question um I think to answer that, I kind of need to take a step back because initially how I got involved in music ministry was just like how I, number one, got involved in the faith and number two, got involved in music being a part of that. And so the way of saying this in a really not super long way, (laughs) I was raised very Catholic, but just never had this attachment to the faith was kind of not necessarily, not really seeing anything that I wanted in the faith. In fact, it seemed just like rules and I didn't really want to have any part in it. So the summer going into my freshman year of high school, actually, I was bribed to go on a Steubenville (laughs) conference. If any of you are familiar with that. I'm sorry, wait, how were you bribed? I want to get into this just a little bit. (laughs) Well, it was this whole thing where my brothers would come back and they had both been, they're both older than I am. And both of them would just berate me Murray you have to go to Steubenville it's so awesome it's so great and I I would respond oh really what's the best part and they would say adoration now I don't know everyone who listens to this experiences with adoration I hope that it has been good and beautiful but at that time when I was what a 14 year old my only experience with adoration was sitting in an empty room well not empty the Lord was there but to me it just was bread And I would look out the window and count how many times the traffic light would turn from red to green. It was really slow, I'm telling you. So when they said the best part of this retreat was adoration, my response was absolutely no way will I ever be at that conference. Were there any windows for you even to count the traffic lights? Right. Like, I don't know if they would have that. So this sounds like this. And this adoration was an hour. So, oh my gosh. all that to be said, they were trying to convince me that if they could get my one cousin to go, would I agree to go? This cousin was not particularly practicing the faith. So, of course, yeah, I mean, if you could get her to go, but in the Lord's way, they got her to go. And so I found myself at this retreat. And praise God, I think at the retreat, I actually had this openness that was just a grace because I was really kind of closed off beforehand. But I remember arriving and just seeing the excitement and the joy that everyone had here. There was a big countdown. Everyone's going wild. They're like, yeah. I was so at a loss. Like, what are these people excited about? Um, But there was a lot of talks throughout the weekend. Basically, the way it goes is there's a bunch of talks. There's praise and worship music. There's time for small groups. And all the talks were interesting. I was definitely drawn in as the weekend progressed. But it just... It seemed to be lacking something. I was so at a loss of how to actually have what I saw these people have. And I heard so many things that interest me, but I didn't know how to have it for myself. And so this all leads up to the Saturday Night Adoration, which was my first time that I think I ever really encountered the Lord as a person and not just as an idea. Mm-hmm. And they gave a lot of talks, which were all leading up to this. And I remember one of the big things they were saying is that in order to receive the Lord, we need to open our heart to him. Again, I was 14. I didn't know how to open a heart. My heart (laughs) didn't seem that easy to open. And I remember just the mental anguish I was having. 
what these people are saying is so good, but what the heck, how do I open my heart? Like, how do I give anything? And that's where music came in and kind of really actually provided such a beautiful way for me to enter and begin my relationship with Jesus, my more personal relationship. And I think they had said like to allow music to be your prayer. Again, there's so many things. These things were all very confusing to me, but they're playing this song, Holy Spirit, You Are Welcome Here. I think it's by Francesca Battistelli, but essentially that's the chorus. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come fill this place, flood the atmosphere. I might be messing this up, so if you're listening, sorry. But that's the general <laughs> gist. And I remember just making those lyrics my prayer and sitting there not knowing the Lord at all, not knowing how to pray. All I'd done is count traffic lights <laughs> and pray Hail Marys and like grace before meals before this point. So I just started to sing the words of the song and mean them and offer that small little prayer that I think many of us has offered before of Jesus. I don't really know who or what you are, but I think that you're real and I want you in my life and I want you here and began to pray the words of those songs and just had an experience of his goodness in that moment. And so that's what really drew me into the faith. So I think music held this special place in my heart. Um, it's interesting because then I, I actually experienced the fact that there was a lot of feeling in that moment. So I associated the faith right off with a feeling. So when I went home, all I knew how to do was recreate that feeling. And I would just listen to praise and worship music and just sit there with my hands open and hope that I would just feel the same way. And that must be what the faith is. And it took me maybe two years to realize that that was not the case. Um, mm -hmm. And so it really redeemed my experience with music. And I mean, if we have more time later in this episode, I can talk more about things related to that. But yeah, I think music essentially provided this beautiful way to enter the faith. And once I realized that it was just this component, it was just this way of entering in and not the entirety of the faith, I saw even more beauty. And so when I was in high school, I started to get involved with our youth choir that we had that sung at our 6 p.m. masses. And then coming into college, I just figured, oh, yeah, I'll just get involved with that again. So I got involved my freshman year, COVID hit, and now I'm re-involved. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Marie, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, God's good. <laughs> could you actually, act, we, we do have time. Um, could you touch a little bit more on what you said about like redeeming? Yeah. Experiences oh, I'd love to. Um, so what I had said before, I think, was that the music was really touching and it gave me this ability to feel something was my initial exposure to it. And so when I came home, my first understanding of the faith was that it was a feeling and that I had to somehow recreate it. Mm -hmm. And it was immensely frustrating because constantly I found myself unable to recreate that feeling and just felt as though I must be failing or that this must not, I must not, not be able to connect with God or something like that. And so actually for that first whole year, my freshman year of high school, I think I just didn't pray like ever, except for, of course, some Hail Marys and things like that, which are very, very good. This is not, <laughs> not a downplay of those, but it didn't help with really growing my personal relationship with Christ. Um, but so in the next two years following that, maybe my youth minister, I was really blessed to have this. She really emphasized the importance of personal prayer and personal prayer, meaning a space of silence to talk with God. And so as the two were not really conjoined at this point, I wasn't 
in my silent prayer trying to bring in music per se. But so as I grew in setting aside space for silence, which started as literally five minutes before I would go to bed, but as I started to enter these times of silence and as they would grow, I think I learned a little bit more what it is to actually talk to God and how I could hear him. That was very difficult. It would often be through people and still so much confusion there. Like There's been so much growth. But I think as I grew in that place of silence and really encountering the Lord there, I began to see music still as beautiful. And sometimes, sure, I would have feelings. Sometimes I wouldn't with it. But it became almost an expression for praise, and that was its primary outlet. And I think especially as I got to college, this became more profound, just the deeper I became in my own prayer life. And I found that the more I was rooted in silence, the more I had a desire and found joy in praising and music. And that was just one of the most profound things to me. And I've heard it explained before that praise and silence are two lungs. And we cannot breathe without both of them. And that mm-hmm. silence and time spent in silence, it makes sense that that would lead us to want to praise. And music is a great form of praising. It's not the only one, but mm-hmm. it's a great outlet of that. Because just think about how when we're so happy, sometimes there's no way to express in words alone what our joy. And so we have a God that is so good and so amazing that even in periods of our life of desolation or pain, he is still so good that music is such a great outlet to just express that goodness. But the expression of that goodness, it makes sense, would lead us to silence. Because why would we not, when praising a God who's that good, want to sit in silence with him and just hear? So I think this has been a very long process in my life of coming to experience this. But yeah, I think I just had a lot of redemption in seeing that this music with feeling that I experienced at first wasn't just a bad thing once I realized how good silence was, Mm -hmm. but it really was just an incredibly great outlet that was not good in isolation or in a vacuum, Mm. but was beautiful when integrated Mm. into my life of prayer and life of faith. Mm. Wow. I like that. I like that That a lot. That's so cool. I like, I think that's also like really important to touch on because Mm -hmm. yeah, like you said, it can't just be like the one thing, like it all has to be together like yeah it has to be integrated together um because i think that like it's super easy to like fall into the like i'm only going to do the one thing Mm. but like it just gets so much more like so much deeper and beautiful like Mm. more beautiful in terms of like your relationship with the lord when you're able to yeah i agree and i think like this lent for me like we we didn't really plan this but like yeah (laughs) like uh having silent lent uh Mm. will hopefully allow me to to kind of praise a little better and a little a little louder yeah Mm. so this that was actually literally (laughs) (laughs) solid (laughs) solid god moment of a coincidence oh um, yeah in terms of the episode topics yeah no kidding um okay and something i also want to talk about is like what is your like favorite part of music ministry, right? Like you've touched on like why you kind of do it, what you do it for, but like what is what is that aspect to you that is like just absolute favorite part? Hmm. It's a good question. I think uh, something that came to mind first, I don't even know if this is going to fully answer the question, <laughs> but something I really love in music whether I'm the one leading it in that form of ministry or whether I'm just participating or getting to witness other people experiencing it, 
is this aspect of desperation that I think can really be present in praise and worship specifically. So this is probably more present, I would say, in a praise and worship setting as opposed to just mass, Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, the heart of music ministry. Mass is the heart of worship and is the most important part. Um, But yeah, so back to this idea of desperation. I remember my freshman year, I went to SLS, which was similar to Seek of many of you. I think was this was probably recently talked about on the podcast. Mm -hmm. But Father Mike Schmitz gave a talk where he talked about the fact that every saint realizes they are desperate. And I was immediately struck by this phrasing because I have grown up in a culture that just, you don't want to be needy, or excuse me, I don't want to be needy. I never wanted to be needy. I never wanted to be dependent on others or to need things. I wanted to be self-sufficient. And this idea he was bringing about that saints realize they are desperate and that our faith is not a good choice of many. Our faith isn't, oh, I see a lot of options here and I'm just choosing the best one. Our Mm -hmm. faith is the only option for life. And Christ is that only option. And I think I realized as he said that, that I was not living that way. I was living as though, good job, Marie. I'm choosing the best one. And wasn't really, I didn't feel desperate. I felt things were pretty good and how great that I was choosing God. And there was goodness there. This is not a downplay of that. But I was really struck by how much sanctity is desperate for the Lord. And so fast forward to music. I think I found that I saw that really beautifully in music and I thought that music in the same way that it allows us to express joy it also is just a place of expressing emotions or feelings or human experiences that maybe we can't always just say in words and I thought this desperation was able to be seen really well in praise and worship specifically especially in some of that abandonment to not focusing on how I sound or if I sound perfect which again is different when I'm leading a ministry versus partaking or something there but yeah, not as much of a focus on that, more just open to what is the Holy Spirit doing in this moment. And an example, if I can share it very briefly, that I think yeah. just portrayed this really well. Over this past summer, I was serving at a Catholic high school summer camp with Life Teen called Cove Crest. <laughs> Maybe some of you are familiar. <laughs> I could talk about what? that more. <laughs> um, but we had this night of adoration with praise and worship music, and they were playing this song, Let It Rain, which is very, very simple. Essentially, the chorus is, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, and etc. And <laughs> Simple enough. <laughs> very, very, very simple. The whole song is very simple. But I remember the musician faded at one point, and he was no longer singing. And all of a sudden, I can just hear the cry of these two girls sitting in the middle, And I look over and they're just sitting on their knees singing this song with such desperation. Like that was just how I was struck that all of a sudden this and for high schoolers, this can be really hard because we don't want to be desperate. That's not attractive in our society. Mm -hmm. But just sitting there singing this open the floodgates like Jesus, I need you like I need you so badly. And. Of course, I'm not in their hearts. That was my interpretation. But I know I've experienced that same thing when I've been singing before. When Even sometimes when I sit in the silence listening to music wash over me, just letting it be that expression of how desperate I am for Christ. And so to bring it back full circle, I think that that's something I find really uniquely expressed for my heart, especially in something such as music, particularly in a praise and worship setting. So I love that aspect of the ministry that I think it can draw out that countercultural depth of our faith. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's, Ooh, I don't think yeah. I have more on that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. Something you had, had said just kind of reminded me of, um, yeah. So, um, side cut shortly. Um, <laughs> so basically, uh, musicals, how musicals work, right? Yeah. So the best writers for musical always say, you talk until you can't talk anymore and then you sing and then mm. when you can't sing anymore you dance and that's mm. how like if you go back to like the old disney movies that's what they do right so like the music starts playing and they can't say anything else and so they start singing and they can't sing anything else so they start dancing and like that yeah. just kind of reminded me of like what you're talking about was, like sometimes we can't say everything to god right like we can't yeah. say and express everything so we start singing and and just like that outpouring of it, it, it can help <laughs> us express what we were feeling. Yeah. yeah. And the, the third step of that gets a little bit into the area of uh, liturgical dancing, <laughs> which we do not approve of on this podcast, uh, <laughs> making that clear for Father Conrad's sake. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Just That's kidding. a good example of Chandler. I like that. that yeah. is a really it good reminds example. me of, there's a quote attributed to St. Augustine. For some reason, I'm not sure if it's actually him, but I'm sure you guys have heard it, that mm-hmm. to sing is to pray twice. And oh, just yeah, I have this heard emphasis that. of it is an even greater prayer in some ways mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. pour ourselves out. Wow, yeah, that's so cool. Definitely. All right, Marie, to wrap up this episode, um, can you give just a 90 second pitch on why people should join music ministry and then also like give a little bit of like what's available? Yeah, absolutely. So, number one, there are probably people listening to this who have gifts that the Lord has given you because we don't create our own gifts. So if you have gifts in music, whether that be an instrument, whether that be singing, those are the main two categories. But um, (laughs) our gifts are given to us so that we can serve others and through that serve the church, serve Christ himself. So I think that number one, a great reason. I said number one already, whatever. A great reason to join music ministry is if you have gifts of music, because it is just so awesome to put your gifts to the service of the church, particularly. And it will hopefully bring you joy also to do that. And a couple ways that we have to get involved are our mask music ministries, mass. And so we have two different styles of music in mass. Our 10 a.m. has a more traditional, more like what you would hear at most parishes, more mm-hmm. chant, things like that. And you can talk to Father Conrad about getting involved in that group. It's really, they sound so beautiful. And then we also have our 8 p.m. group, which is the one I'm a part of. And we also do the praise and worship kenosis nights. And that is a more mm-hmm. contemporary, upbeat style of music. So if that's what you're more interested in, talk to Stephen, Rachel, or me about that. Or Father Conrad. He can really help with anything. But ultimately... <laughs> It's a super great way to get involved. And the more people we have, the better. Create a beautiful sound. It's true. Praising. Lots of praise. That's so awesome. Yeah. All right. Marie, thank you so much for being on here today. It's been so great to like (laughs) get to hear your heart a little bit. (laughs) Thanks Um, for having me. Yeah. And just hear how music ministry has really been working in your life and in your relationship with the Lord. It's always a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But everyone, I hope listening to this you are having an amazing week also happy ash wednesday is you say happy yes. is that happy uh, ash wednesday? I say my happy high ash school wednesday. youth group ash wednesday. says hashtag hashtag 
I'm just gonna leave it at that. All right. I think that's it. Hashtag hashtag. Hashtag hashtag. That's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> there it is. They're trying to be hip. <laughs> Everyone. I hear a trying. I hear a doing. Yeah. No. You're so right. They're doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hashtag hashtag everyone. <laughs> hashtag hashtag. Well, Wednesday night <laughs> out. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have an amazing rest of your week, and we will talk to y'all next week. Yeah, see you next week. Bye.